This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Good Wednesday evening, everybody. Larry Hardesty, Gordon Damer in for Dan, who returns tomorrow night. 1-800-919-3776. Also, Harvey and Joe along for the ride. We've got a couple of hours with you. We've got company tonight, Gordon. We'll be joined by Pat Raguzzo of the Sports Illustrated. We'll get Pat Ragazzo's thought process about what's happening at uh, the Mets, and maybe we'll peek a little bit at the Yankees as well. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, you may do so at Hardest to ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Hi, Gordon. Larry, how are we feeling? Great table. The guys and I were talking about Steve Cohen's table. Nice table that he brought to the presser today. Um, Gordon, not what I exp- – not what I – let me say this. Not what I wanted, more of what I expected. That's what I'll say about Steve Cohen's press conference. Yeah, I, I know that people wanted him to say something of substance. What is there to say? What is there really to say? Now, you, you want to hear from him. It's always good to hear from the person who owns your team. Mm-hmm. But in that spot, it's about results. There's not, Barring results, there's nothing that he really can say. There was some news, I thought, the fact that he said that they're not firing Billy Epler or, or Buck Showalter this season. Uh, I think that's noteworthy. I, I, I don't know that I would have known that before hearing it from the owner. I didn't think that they were going to get fired, but he went out on a limb and said that's not going to happen this year. Uh, he, he told you that he's still looking for a head of baseball operations, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, nobody's getting fired. It, their approach is, if this turns around, great. But if not, oh well, which is, is, no, is noteworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were, there were some things that he gave you. But at the end of the day, it, much like when the Yankees speak, what can you really say? Yeah, you're right. Uh, all right. So for me, Gordon, it was, I guess, as you remember last night, I was looking for him to try to jumpstart the team. I did not expect that he was going to fire Billy Epler. I did not expect that he was going to fire Buck Walter. I figured that when the new person comes in, that'll be that person's job, and that's going to happen at the end of the season. So that's when he'll do that. So he And he kind of, you know, that's kind of the game plan, and you can sense that right now. The, the, what's a little disturbing is that if nothing changes by the trade deadline, Gordon, he's like, okay, well, I'm going to move to try to get some pieces to help my my minor league system. So I guess that's kind of will make some changes, right? That's kind of what I was looking for. But it doesn't address the fact that I kind of wanted him to do something to to spark this team, to turn them around. Not necessarily telling me, well, if, 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 if Francisco Lindor doesn't get better, I'm going to move him. That's not what I was looking for. But what I was looking for is a general statement. Listen, and he told you he was disappointed and frustrated. Great. I need my owner to say that. But I kind of wanted him to take a little bit more of another step to say, this needs to turn around and it needs to turn around right now. So, you know, I wasn't looking for, as he said in his press conference, and we'll hear from him in a moment. I wasn't looking for I didn't want him to give me a headline. I, I wasn't looking for, all right, I'm firing everybody. I'm cleaning the house. That's not what I wanted from him. He's not that guy. All right, but I did want from him kind of a light the fire under the troops a little bit to see if they could make something happen going towards the trade deadline so you kind of have a better idea of what's going on. He's not going to do that. That's okay. Gordon, as I was telling the guys, he's my owner. I got to roll with him. He's better than what I've had before. I'm good. 
I think that in that spot, what you want is you want somebody who relates to what you're going through as a fan, especially since he is supposed to be a big Met fan. And what you've heard from Buck Showalter, you can't relate to. What you heard from Billy Epler the other day, as a Met fan, I would not think you can relate to. So while he's the owner, he's also a Met fan. And I think that for most fans, they wanted to hear more of the fandom and the frustration of, he says he watches the games every single night. I think that that's more of what you were looking for. It didn't surprise me what he said today. Again, he gave you a little bit of, uh, of kernels of, of news. Um, I, the one thing that it would be disappointing for me if I were a Met fan is it kind of seemed like he was passing the buck on where the blame lies. And not that he's going to single out one person, but I would have liked more of uh, that it's my fault. Uh, I mm-hmm. have not done the right job. Uh, and he put it much more, well, the players have to do it. I'm not, I can't hit the ball. I can't feel the ball. Uh, I would rather have, even if you're taking on too much of the responsibility, I would much rather hear that because mm-hmm. he is a big part of the problem. I mean, he's the guy who hired Epler, and Epler seems overmatched. He is now in, what, year three, and we're still hearing about how he wants to hire a head of baseball operations? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do we do? You're supposed to be the billion-dollar man. Where's the head of baseball? Go out and find it. Go out and sp- There can't be just one guy that you want. Um, and his, his, the only ability that Steve Cohen has shown as an owner is to wildly overpay for players who are not worth it. And while most of the criticism of Billy Epler, a lot of it ties back to the trade deadline last year, Epler's hands were tied to a large degree based on ownership not wanting to give up top prospects when that was the time to go all in when you have the team that was trying to win a division and it certainly seemed like that they had a real shot to win a World Series for the first time since 1986. So if I were a Met fan, I'd be a little bit more ticked off that Steve Cohen it felt like he's kind of passing the buck. He did give one line of, you know, I'm the owner of this. But to me, if I were a Met fan, I want him to take responsibility of this because a lot of the problems, yes, they're on Epler, they're on Buck, they're on the players, but he's the guy that owns the team. It's on him first and foremost. Here's some excerpts from Steve Cohen's press conference earlier today at City Field. He was asked, what does Steve Cohen, the owner, tell Steve Cohen, the fan? Sorry about it. We're work- working hard. You know, I, I understand the disappointment and uh, frustration. Um, you know, that's the beauty. We have passionate fans. You're right. I mean, this, they, they live this, okay? I mean, listen, I'm living this, okay? I mean, I'm, I watch every game. Uh, you know, the finishes of the games this year were pretty, pretty wild. Um, but, you know, that, that's what's happened. It doesn't mean it's going to ha- you know, continue in the future. Pretty good talent, you know, but it's on them. You know, they're not performing up to the level that, that they themselves would have expected. You know, for a multitude of reasons, you know, individual issues. Um, but, you know, they wanted more. They wanted as much as anybody else. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just going to have to get their act together. They're going to have to act like a team. They're going to have to act, support each other. Right? It's just, this is not an easy task. It's going to re- require real commitment. All right. This is Steve Cohen on the frustrating start of the season. It's been incredibly frustrating. Listen, I, I watch every game. I see what's going on. If you ask me, you know, would I have expected us to be in this position at the beginning of the season, the answer is no. But here we are, and, you know, hopefully we can right the ship. I mean, listen, we have quality players. For some reason or another, they're not yelling. When we pitch well, we don't hit. When we hit, we don't pitch well. It's kind of weird. I mean, it's actually very strange to me. And I don't know if the players are anxious. I don't know if they're pressing. I mean, I assume that 
there's a, that's a little bit of that. We see a lot of mental errors that what I call enforced errors. I, you know, obviously we can clean that up. We've lost games because of it. And you know, there's nobody to blame. And it's really across the whole team. So a couple of interesting things there, Gordon. Um, he does see what we all see. <laughs> there's no question. He is watching games because you see that a lot. The mental errors, we can clean that up. That's that's crazy because why hasn't it been cleaned up yet, Gordon, right? I mean, yeah. if, this is something that it, it just happened this month. The month of June has been – there's something, some kind of switch that got turned on with this team or turned off. Now, listen, were they playing great baseball before then? Absolutely not. But the mental and the base running mistakes and the fielding errors were not at this level – during this, during the, when the start of this month happened, so I don't know what happened with this club that that forced them to that has them playing as badly as they've played in that sense. The other thing that jumped out at me was that he it he is he is as lost as we are, Gordon, searching for answers. And the other thing that's not good. That's not. And the other thing is really, I hate to say it. These guys aren't as good as we thought they were. That's what it brings down to, Gordon. It looks that way. These guys are not as good as we thought they were. Yeah, and uh, it's not like you got many bargains, that's for no. sure. It's, no. it, and and, and that, uh, that always is the first thing that any organization that's going to be successful has to do. They have to be able to self-scout. They have to know what they have first off. And before you can figure out what you need from other organizations, you have to figure out what you got on your own. And it doesn't seem like that the Mets have done a good job this year of, of reading that situation correctly. So they went out and, and spent a ton of money, but it actually takes more than just going out and spending a ton of money. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, also, Steve Cohen says uh, kind of what a uh, Aaron Rodgers said in Green Bay, not so much relax, but a little patience, please. I'm a patient guy, okay? Now everybody wants, you know, a headline. Everybody says, fire this person, fire that person. But I, I don't see that as a way to operate. If you want to attract good people to this organization, the worst thing you can do is be impulsive, okay? And win the headline for the day and, not, you know, overall, over time, attract, you know, you're not going to attract the best talent because they're not going to want to work for somebody who, who, who has a short few. And I, I, listen, I know fans, you know, they want something to happen. I get it. But sometimes Sometimes you can't do it, you know, because you have long-term objectives. Sometimes, though, Gordon, the situation warrants you to change from how you normally are. And I thought that the streak and how, despite, which was a great win last night, but despite how this team has played pretty much for the month of June, I thought that it warranted a little stronger response from the owner, A, and B, Where's the accountability? You know what I mean, Gordon? Is, mm -hmm. is yeah, that, no, absolutely. Is that what the next, the talent you're looking at, what are they saying from the outside? Wow, look at this and nobody's being, nothing's happening. There's no accountability to this. There's, you can play this way and there's, there's really been no change, no comment, no, no, no movement. And I get that the roster's limited in what you can do. But Gordon, I, I'm just, you know, maybe it's me. This is the fan in me. I just think that something else should could have been said by somebody, you know, during this time period, and it hasn't been said. And so while I understand what he's saying about patience and attracting talent, there also has to be an understanding that, okay, and maybe this new person, when they come in, 
he will say, okay, I'm changing things. Now that you're here, you're, you're the person that's accountable to this. I'm making sure that you're the one that has to handle this. If this doesn't go well, the buck stops with you. Maybe that happens then. Yeah, and I, I would just like to know, why are we still looking for a president of baseball operations? How, how much longer is that going to take? Yeah. I mean, right. it's year three. What, and, and I get maybe the person he really wants, David Stearns, wasn't available. Figure out a way. You're the billion-dollar man. Rather than spending $150 million on a rotation that can't go past five innings, spend do what you got to do to get David Stearns and if that's your guy let's go what are we waiting for we're in year three so I think Met fans have been patient I, I think they, they, they've been waiting for a World Series since 1986 patience is not the problem performance is the problem and I think there should be a greater focus on that right now with missing the playoffs and a fourth place finish would that bring changes I mean it's not fifth place right but okay. no, listen fourth place is not the goal Okay, and any time you end up in fourth place, to sit and do nothing is a probably not a, not, not a great place to be. Okay, so, I, you know, getting into specifics, I don't know what the answers are. We, you know, we'll figure, we'll figure out what went wrong and then figure out how to fix it. I don't know, Gordon. That 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 one that one that didn't hurt. I didn't like that one at all. That's I'm just not saying, exactly like the that Straight Talk Express, right? I mean, I like, like if, I, I thought we were getting. I, I, wasn't it billed as I'm going to give you some real answers tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one I didn't like. That was too, you know, trying to make well. It's not fifth place, so so we take last place to make some changes. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what that means? Well, yeah. we're we're fifth. Listen, if we're worse than the Nationals, you better you better believe there's going to be some changes. I mean, you know, Gordon, to be honest, if they were in third place and they missed the playoffs, there needed to be changes. Yeah. It's not so much fourth. It's the fact that you missed the playoffs. Okay, if you – all right, and obviously if you finish in second and you missed the playoffs, then, you know, okay, wow, somebody else had a really good year or they bounced back or we don't know what the story is going to be. But clearly the way it is right now, I, you know, the, the big thing for me is – I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what, what's happening. I don't know. Uh, it's not what I want to hear. Well, uh, at least I, I guess in, in a silver lining kind of sense, what he said today is really not any different from what Buck has said and what Billy Epler said. So they're, they're all on the same page. It's just yeah. unfortunately that page is in, in the wrong book right now. Let's hear from you. 1-800-919-3776. Gordon and I have broke it down. We'll hear what you have to say next on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to the phones. Tommy's in Long Island. Tommy, start us off on the Dan Grosser Show. How you doing, Dan, buddy? Hey, Tommy. I want to know about, like, what do you think Cohen had to say? That's going to change anything. To me, I like the point he said, but it, the trade deadline, he may do something or he may not. Um, and I he's not going to fire a buck or the general manager. So which, what do you really think he's saying? Well, Tommy, it's, it's real clear to me. And thanks for the phone call. Uh, if, if, if the Mets are not at 500 or close to 500, he's going to start selling people off. And Gordon, that's a concern because he's he's going to have to he's going to eat some money. He's not going to be able oh. to get rid of folks and just get the kids that he wants to build his his minor league system, which I understand is a priority. I get it. I know that he's been consistent about that. But if you're going to sell some people off, it's going to cost you. Yeah, the Mets don't have – the Mets as sellers, it doesn't seem like they have a lot of pieces that people would want to buy. They'd have to the, – the players themselves would have to perform a whole lot better. I know there was the story going around of whether or not Max Scherzer would or would not uh, waive his no-trade clause to get traded to somewhere else. Before anybody's going to be interested in Max Scherzer, he's got to pitch a little consistently and, and pitch a whole lot better than he has so far this season. So, uh, yeah, I would I, – I, I, I can't blame Steve Cohen if things don't improve significantly. Yeah, you're not going to add anything before Mm -mm. the trade deadline, but the idea that the Mets are now going to hold a fire sale and have all these pieces to kind of regroup on the fly, I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense either because I I think they're locked into a lot of guys, even pieces that might might bring you something back like a a Marte. Marte's Mm -hmm. making $20 million for the next two years. Is anybody really going to want Starling Marte for the next two years at $20 million unless Steve Cohen is is taking a lot of that that payroll on his his own? I don't know. I don't think so. All right, let me ask you this, Gordon. Would you take him and put him in left field? Would I take him and put him in left field? Larry, I would take you and put you in left field. (laughs) I would take literally anything and put it in left field. And if I put you at third base too, you'll alternate between left field and third base. Oh, it's making me earn my money. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, you get you get paid well. You'll definitely yeah, yeah, do 20 million. well for yourself. There's no question about it. It's an upgrade. Yeah, there's no <laughs> question that. about that. You know, there was one that was floated by Andy Martino. Mm-hmm. Would the who says no to this deal? All right. The Yankees and Mets hook up on a trade. Mm-hmm. Giancarlo Stanton to the Mets, but we also trade you a relief pitcher. Now, he floated um, – who was the guy that he floated? Um, oh, geez, I don't remember who it was. But it wasn't, it wasn't like a big-time reliever. I would upgrade the reliever. I would say if I gave you Stanton, I'd also give you Marinaccio. Now, you're taking, hmm. you're taking Stanton on, and he's probably – I don't think he's going to snap out of it. Let's say he doesn't snap out of it. But you're able to get a, a young, controllable reliever – but you got to take on – oh, he, he had Ian Hamilton. That's who he had. Mm-hmm. Marinaccio, I think, is better than Ian Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So you would upgrade to Marinaccio. Right. I would give you Marinaccio and Stanton. Now, you got to pick up the last four years of Stanton, but money's no problem for the Mets. 
But now you would have a young arm, controllable for a while. Uh, how old is Marinaccio? He's still young, 27. Nice young piece. It's just money. And I got and a the DH. Yankees get I? out from underneath the, the last four years of Stanton's contract. Mm -hmm. And I got a DH. And you got a DH. Mm-hmm. It's, mm -hmm. it's not terrible. I, I don't think it would ever happen in a million no. years, but mm -hmm. it's not terrible. It's not terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> Who says no? I'm not saying no. As the Yankees, I'm not saying no to that. No, I, no, you certainly aren't. No. You are not saying no. You absolutely aren't. I, I, I may say no, but, we'll, you know, listen, you see what Steve Cohen is to say. I don't know. You never know. Uh, Masconi's in Massapequa. You're next on 98.7. Well, how are you guys this afternoon? Evening. What's going on? Well, I'm going to tell you this. First of all, did you read the call screener, what he said about me, about uh, Mr. Cohen, as far as not taking this amount of time uh, to actually get this done, or did you actually just say that? Because that's one of the things I was calling about. How I, could I anybody that, I believe? Think I, I said that before you even called. Uh, be honest with you. All I can't right, really well, see that. I, I know that there's calls on the call screen, but it's on my phone, so I don't really yeah. see how small it is. Okay, well, good. Good for you, then. And I like it a lot, lot more. And I will tell you, and I hope you let me make my Aaron Rodgers. Um, as a matter of fact, let me do the Aaron Rodgers first, and I'll get you to Mr. Cohen. All righty? Aaron Rodgers, unbelievable quarterback. Unbelievably educated, talented person. He has no business, and you guys, I can't believe that you don't rip him to shreds nonstop about talking about drugs and psychedelics. It's disgusting that he has this audience to follow him like this. And how do the, the kids, for him to do this is disgusting. I give him all the credit in the world for four months. You knuckleheads followed him around like he was God. What he's going to do, that's great. He must laugh at you all. But now to talk about drugs. All right, that's enough. And um, we didn't follow him around at all. I, I haven't followed. I haven't left the house, Larry. I, I don't. I don't. I don't leave the house. I can Sometimes I go in the backyard. But I, I'm not following anybody around. Not following anybody at all. Anybody at all. Nope. Nope. Not at all. But uh, I, I'll just tell you, Gordon. You. you I'll, I'll say this. Whoever it is that's going to be the president of baseball ops. It's it, it's it's eerily similar to the situation with the Knicks and Phil Jackson. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about next. You're listening to Hardesting and Damer for Grasso on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon, you know, I got to say, it was... Um, last night's game was... It was great to see, mm -hmm. but it, in the back of my mind, and you know we had the discussion last night, I was just wondering if, if, if it changed the tone of what um, Cohen was going to say today. Not necessarily what he said, but the tone in which he said it. You just wonder. Now, I, I don't know that it meant that he was just going to say, okay, well, everything is 
I want everybody out of here. I don't think he's ever going to be that guy. But nevertheless, Gordon, just you know, you're coming off a win. It's different than coming off, as you mentioned, the loss Sunday. last week. Yeah. Sunday's Sunday's loss. performance. I think if he, if it had been Sunday's performance, the, the the frustration would have been far greater. And and I think that this is all new for Steve Cohen. I would think as a yeah. as a billionaire. He doesn't get to hear criticism very often. No. Right. What's there to be critical of? He, on, on the scoreboard of life, he is winning. This is something now that he has opened himself up to criticism. And for the first few years, it's kind of been a honeymoon period, right? Yes. He buys the team from the Will Ponds. He's going to be different than the Will Ponds. He's going to spend money. He does spend money. They won 100 games last year. No criticism there, even with the way the season ended. Still optimism. Goes out, spends more money. But now this is the first time he's really having to kind of face the music as the, the Mets owner. So this is probably a, a new experience for him. But the fact that they won last night, maybe that does take a little bit of the salt out of the wound. But overall, I think that I think what you got today is what you were, what you were going to get. Yeah, it was just like the post article. <laughs> really? It was, it was very much like that. Yep. It's just like yeah. the post article. So now the question becomes, how does this, and I think this is really more important than how we view, we view it as fans. How does the team view it? Right? And, and we'll see. How will they play over the next couple weeks? How will they play up until the trade deadline? Will they say, you know what? Listen, everybody's safe. Okay. It's all right. We're here. Let's really get together, guys. Let's come on. Let's pull the rope tighter. Let's do what we have to do. We, we weathered the storm. They're not going to make changes. Buck is here. Epler's here. This is our crew. This is who we got. All right? Let's see what we can do. It's going to be interesting to see how they respond to it because maybe they have been playing with the pressure over their heads of, oh, my gosh, maybe there's going to be some changes made. Maybe. Um, it seems like everything that they can do to preach patience, they've done. And, and that has not had any impact whatsoever. If anything, things are getting worse. Uh, I, I don't know. In terms of approach, it seems like you've tried the patient approach. Maybe, maybe a little fire might, might spark something. Maybe, maybe the team will get a little ticked off. Then. Maybe they need to play a little ticked off because right now they just seem lethargic. Yeah. And and seem like they're people that are also pe- preaching patience. Oh, it's eventually going to turn around. We're we're more talented than this. Well, we're almost at the halfway point. It's not turned around yet. Yeah. Mets are trailing two nothing as the Milwaukee bats in the top of the second. So we'll see what happens with this with this Met ball club. The other thing for me is, what's the next move from a player personnel standpoint, Gordon? Will we see Vientos? Would they bring him back up? Would we have a chance to? you know, see more kids come up? Uh, or is that going to be a situation where we'll say, okay, look, let's keep the guys in. Is it kind of like the situation with the Yankees? All right, look, we're going to keep boom, we're going to keep uh, Donaldson in there and Stanton in there and DJ in there because we got to see, we got to get these guys going. So do they say, all right, let's see what happens until we get to the all-star break or the trade deadline. And if this is the way we are and we're going to start selling pieces off, then we're going to bring the kids up then anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I know that Alvarez has had some moments. Beatty's had some moments, but it's not like the kids have whatever spark you got from them. It seems gone. like that's faded. Yeah. It's gone. Um, I, I don't know what they view as being important here. If they continue to flounder, uh, I was just looking at the, the 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 SMY feed before the game. It seems like the place is a ghost town mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah. Uh, and I would think that as you get closer to 
football season, if this <laughs> is going to continue to be the case, you, you got to do something to, to get people to the ballpark. And, and maybe it is turning to the kids, especially if you yeah. continue to flounder. I don't know what else you, what else do you got? Yeah, you're right. And you need to see what, the, what you have anyway, yeah. because that mm-hmm. that's going to, if you're really looking for 2024, then that's the time to start to view what you have and what you need to get. And, the other thing in the back of my mind, Gordon, when I was hearing Cohen talking was what does what does breaking this up look like? You know what I mean? What does we we yeah. were all in to win the World Series this year. Okay, we're all in. So what does breaking it up look like? Does that mean we're we're gonna be another three years? Does that mean we're what what does it mean? What yeah, what does that look like? The, uh, the uh, that was an also a telling cut. I think it might have been Bruce Beck that asked him that originally he said within three to five years, I want to win a World Series. Is that still doable? And it didn't seem like that was the timeline that he was working with uh, anymore. Now, maybe that's partly based on how this season has gone. But again, breaking up the Mets, what, is, what does that entail? All right, I would say if you're if if we just, if you can see the future and we know right now the Mets are not making the playoffs this year, and you can start to turn your attention to uh, selling off pieces, what pieces are David Robertson? Okay, I think that would be a piece. Ottavino mm-hmm. might be a piece you could mm-hmm. sell off. Yep. Uh, Scherzer and Verlander. Uh, it's gonna be tough. I don't, I don't know it's anybody's anybody's moving for those two guys. Nope. Uh, you don't want to trade Alonzo. You don't want to trade Lindor. And those guys aren't going anywhere. Not trading uh, them. Is, up. is is anybody lining up for Jeff McNeil, who signed for the next five years? No, I think you're stuck with him. Uh, is anybody line? I don't think you want to trade Brandon Nimmo, but even if no. he, if he could, uh, he's, he's signed for like seven more years. Marte, we've touched on Vogelback. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that oh, there's a big market for it. Maybe Tommy Pham gets you something because he's yeah, he's maybe. played well. But is Mark Canna getting you? There's not this, you know, for a team that you thought that we all thought had these big playoff expectations and have this high payroll. You'd figure, oh, they're laden with stars. It doesn't really match up for a team that wants to sell off a bunch of pieces because of the terrible. And that's one of the things where the criticism really belongs on Cohen by not having a head of baseball operations, by not Mm -hmm. having that person in place. You've now locked yourself into a lot of deals. The the person who's running things in in their stead have locked you into some terrible, horrendously bad deals. And your only talent as the owner has been to overpay people, it seems like, ridiculously. Yeah. It's put you in a tough spot. There's no yeah. question about it. Because, because as you said with the Knicks, it's almost like the next guy is going to come in. He, he's going to have to kind of break a bunch of stuff down and, and trade off. And, and you're probably going to be eating a lot of the salary in that process as well, just to clear out some spots. That's what's so familiar, eerily similar to that. Plus the other thing is, remember, Phil Jackson kept saying, I don't want the job, I don't want the job. <laughs> and they kept giving him, so, okay, I'll take it. Gordon... Uh, for this to take this long, have people turned him down that he really wanted? Well, all the talk has been he wants David Stearns. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, once Stearns wasn't available, they got it. there had to be a solid number. Right. I mean, Epstein <laughs> is out nobody there. nobody else on I mean, the list. That's the only guy. I mean, I'll take Theo. Yeah, I mean, again, there has to be – this is like the same conversation when people say, well, if you get rid of Brian Cashman, who are you going to get? It's the New York Yankees. I think you'll find somebody to fill the job. <laughs> I, I know that they look at it as he's the only person and he's the – He's uh, one of the probably the last people that was hired by by George, but 
at the end of the day, uh, th- there's other people that can do the job. So, yeah, yeah I-, I would think that if you if David Stearns is not available for the next now three years, I, I think you have to find a plan B. There's not just one person who could do this job. No. Given the resources. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we return, Gordon, it wasn't a good night offensively for your Yankees last night. I was really surprised. Well, I know you're going to tell me I shouldn't be, but against Oakland, <laughs> I don't I know why really you surprised. would be surprised. I was really surprised. It's it's, it's not it, it's the competition. That's why I thought you could at least get three mm. runs against them. We'll discuss it next on 987 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, I mean, look, I know what these guys are capable of. So anytime you go through a long stretch, you know, where, where you're having a hard time scoring runs. Look, again, we know what's going to happen, whether it's for a couple weeks here or there, or, you know, you're going to have a, your up, up swings and down swings. But knowing, you know, what we have going out there, you know, I know what they're capable of. So we got to keep keep working to get them to where we need to be because we know we're capable of scoring a lot of runs. Aaron Boone was asked, is it head-scratching for you that some of your players aren't pulling their weight? It's hard to stay in Damon for Grasso on 98.7 ESPN. And, Gordon, um, it's not head-scratching for you, is it? What the hell is he talking about, Larry? <laughs> A couple of weeks. It's the whole season. The team is t- – and, and, look, it's not really his fault. He can only work with what he's got to work with. The, the, the offense is bad. There's nobody – it's not like he's sitting somebody on the bench that's really good. They they have a bad offensive team. It's been a bad offensive team. It's still a bad offensive team. This is not a one or two weeks thing. This is not simply an Aaron Judge absence thing. It's a bad offense. Look, the numbers don't lie. They're bad, and it's not. And and you look at the batting averages, and batting averages are not the best indicator of things. But the batting averages back up all the other indicators of things. The Yankees have a bad offense. So, no, this is not a one-week or two-week thing. He should not be surprised. The team is, is, is a bad offensive club. There's no, there's no, and, and last night, I would have rather them get shut out than score the one run the way they did. Because all that does now is they're just going to further entrench themselves. Oh, Josh Donaldson's got a lot left. He hit a home run against the A's. Again, he's hitting 132 with a 200 on base percentage. It's great that he's run into a couple of home runs, none of which have come in a, a Yankee win, but he is shot as a player. But they're going to continue to trot him out there because they know. They know, Larry. They know. They know that he is going to turn the corner. Absolutely. Here's Josh Donaldson on Boone's vote of confidence. Mm. I mean, I think he sees the work that I'm putting in. I think he sees the at-bats, that's how, how it's going. And like I said, I felt pretty good overall since I've been back, minus a few few days. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to have that confidence from your manager. And at the same time, it's, you know, it's a grind. We're out here, we're out here playing our tails off and uh, looking to, to make something happen. Josh, are you the type of guy that's got to, that has to play through their struggles to get going, or can you sit and make the fans happy? I mean, I'd say throughout the course of my career, I've played pretty much every day. But, I mean, for all of us, I think as hitters, we get more comfortable. The more pitches that we see, the more pitchers that we face. And so, I mean, I think over the course of my career, I mean, I have put up good numbers right now. It's, I'm not get, kind of getting the results day in and day out that I want, but I feel like I'm going about it in a pretty good manner. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's, po- it's pointless. It, it's like, it's like... 
they're so stubborn and they're so set in their ways that they just, they know, they know, they, they know how this is going to work. They, they, they know better than us, even though we've been shouting this for the last two years. This is not a one week thing. This is not just a slump. It's, it's reality. And uh, they, they have a better grasp of reality. I mean, since he's got, he's been, he's been doing so much better since he come back, he's come back in June. He's hitting 135 with an on base of 207. Now, again, he's, he's hit a couple of home runs. He's got six home runs in that span. The problem is he has seven hits in that span. So this is not just – it's great that he's run into a couple, but I think that if at this point you are still expecting Josh Donaldson to get back to the player that Josh Donaldson has been in, in, in their career, the problem is on you. It's not really on him. But here's where he loses me. The hard work. And he's seeing what he's seeing the he's results. Seeing the results, he hit a home run. Well, the results are the home. I mean, it has to be the home runs. It's nothing else. I mean, I... The last week he's hitting 083. I mean, he, the results haven't been good since he's been here. No, they've been terrible. As bad as that trade, everyone, nobody. I don't know a single Yankee fan who liked that trade, but nobody thought it could be this bad. Yeah. But even though it's been this bad, the Yankees will still tell you, no, it's not that bad. Who are you going to believe, us or your lying eyes? My lying eyes that, that, that aren't lying. Right. <laughs> I, I watch the games. That's what's tell, that, that's what's – mostly I look at the games. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah, the games tell you. They tell you. You know, I don't, I don't know what you're doing in batting practice, but when the 90-plus mile-an-hour fastballs come in there, most of the time, yeah, you'll luck into one, but most of the time you're not hitting. And this is what the, the, the main gripe, if you had to boil down the main gripe of Yankee fans, more so than not winning a World Series, it's that you can't trust what the Yankees say. Mm. Because if you watch the games, you know it's not true. Mm. It, it goes back to when they would tell you about how good a catcher uh, Gary Sanchez was, right? Right. He, right. He's, he's so good at framing pitches. Oh, he's so good. He's, he's going to snap out of it. It could be Aaron Hicks. It could be Gallo. It could be IKF last year. It could be Donaldson this year. No matter what the – you cannot take the Yankees at their word. And that's very frustrating if you're watching the games night in and night out because if you, if you watch them, you know Josh Donaldson is shot. But they won't say that. They'll say, well, no, we really think that he's got a lot left. And, 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 and a home run like that is counterproductive. It's much like when, when Hicks would have a, a base hit or something like that. It's mm-hmm. just delaying the inevitable. Yeah, but you know, I'm Gordon. You have to know. You watch them every day. You're baseball people. You know the bat speed is not what it was. There's there's things that will tell you that the player's on the way out. Listen, the player is always the last one to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, they will. They're gonna. Well, oh, I just need to keep working. This is. You know, and you have to have that confidence. I understand that. I don't expect him to say, you know, I don't have it anymore. But I expect the Yankees to be able to say, you know what, we need to lessen his load a little bit. You know, maybe we can't he, – he's done. He's about done. You can see. L- look at the video. L- look at when he was rolling and when, when he, how, he's pitch, how he's hitting now. It's not the same. No. And, and he was a guy that would, would have a bunch of walk. Now, he'd strike out a bunch, but he, he, he was a good offensive player. He wasn't just about home runs. He wasn't. He was never going to hit for for three uh, three hundred average, but he would hit his two sixties, his two seventies, get on base a ton of times. He was a very good offensive player. The Yankees have never gotten that player. He no. has never been that version of Josh Donaldson, which is why Minnesota let him go. 
<laughs> yep. Minnesota got that call. They were like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. They probably thought it was a prank. They probably thought it was a goof. They probably thought it was spam, a potential spam call. They're like, because you want to get rid of Gary Sanchez, you'll take this and that? Yeah. How, how quickly can we get it done? Don't go anywhere. I'm, I'm, don't, don't, don't hang up the phone. Oh, what a disastrous trade that was. It was. It really was. Matt's in Jersey. What's up, Matt? How's it going? Thanks for taking the call. You know, uh, I just want to elaborate a little bit on, on what you were just saying, what you guys were just saying about how, how the Yankees, you just can't take anything they say at face value. And, you know, I like to use the expression, they like to, to pee on your head and tell you it's raining because this has been going on for like a decade. It, it, you go back to the, the last years of the A-Rod contract, they needed a third baseman. And the one that was available that was the all-star was Josh Donaldson. And he could have actually helped them at that time. They were a piece or two away. They went into you know the season with no third baseman. They caught lightning in a bottle with Gio Urshela a little bit, but they went in with no third baseman. And, and going back to what you said with Sanchez, they were hoping he turned the corner for all those years. If Gary Sanchez turned the corner, they were going to have to pay him like they paid like JT Romuto ended up getting paid, and they could have had JT Romuto, and he would have been a piece at that time that would have helped them. And instead. We got the line, well, they don't want to pay Donaldson X amount because at the end of that contract, it's going to be terrible. He's going to make <laughs> right, and they ended up taking the end of the And they took the worst part of the contract at the worst money because it escalated year after year. And it just makes you want, you know, it's, it's like they would rather have an expiring deal that's going to last two seasons that they know they're going to get out from under than not take, and, and you know, I just look back at the John Carlos Stanton deal too. Everyone forgets he had an opt out and he was playing MVP baseball and everyone expected if he played three years of MVP caliber baseball, he was going to opt out and go to the Dodgers for $40 million a year. Everyone seems to forget that because he got hurt every year. He had no choice but to opt in and take the rest of the Yankee deal. But, but it's like this team, you know, they just want to, you know, they tell you they're building to, you know, long term. They're looking to build for, you know, one or two years with, you know, retread after retread and hope they catch lightning in a bottle with these guys. I hear you, Matt. Thanks for the phone call. Gordon, in retrospect, you know, it's funny. I would love to hear what the Marlin fan base thinks now because they were killing Derek Jeter. You took our best player and you sent him away. John Carlos Stanton was our guy. He was our MVP season. He was our best player. Look what you did. This was a deal with you and the Yankees. You came in here. I mean, they. How happy are they right now? Yeah, um, they, they they got out of the right time. They sold high, that's for sure. Now they didn't get really anything for them outside of just getting out from the money. But for them, which was big, <laughs> that was huge. Yeah, they they found somebody to take him. And look, at, at the time, I was not a fan of Stanton as a player, but I understood you you take on the money, and um, you, you you're you're getting the reigning National League MVP, but he's just not been able to stay on the field. And and look, based on what he did last year and what he's doing this year, there's still some hope that he will eventually snap out of it and and get on a hot streak like he's been known to do. But you do have to worry that this is this is the downslide. 
because I mean, he hit 211 last year with an on base of 297 and a slugging of 462. So he was still a productive player, even though he was hurt again. But this year, he's taken he took a drop down last year. He's taken another drop down this year. And it looks like he's nowhere. It doesn't look like he's close to getting out of it. He does not. Now, in fairness, he has had stretches when he gets really hot and it, it immediately follows a stretch where he's ice cold. This would be one of the. This is what one of those stretches looks like. But this and is a long stretch. It's a very long stretch. He this he is does not look I like remember. he. Yeah, uh, if it would not surprise me at all if in a day or two they said it turns out he's actually hurt because that's how lost he looks at the plate right now. And has to go back on the IL. I mean, he's been there a lot. <laughs> he has. He really has. It's 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 troubling. It's really troubling. If you're a Yankee fan, you're you you know you, and there's more what. Five, six more years left on this deal? Uh, I think he has four more after this year. Um, and, and you know what? The other part about what we were talking about, where the Yankees, they don't give you the straight story. That mm-hmm. You can't rely on their word. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, what they say is they would still do these deals again. I know. Even <laughs> knowing how they turned out, that's even more frustrating. <laughs> We'd still deal for Montas. What? You would no, do they, what? They, no, they, no, no. They for how said that last week? They'd still make the Montas deal. What are you talking about? No, you can't. not 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 after you know how it turns out. You can't. Oh my God! We'll continue the conversation next. It's hardest thing in Damon for Grasso on ninety eight seven ESPN. What the hell is he talking about, Larry? <laughs>